Ever heard of Bowspring Yoga? Find out all about this amazing mind-body practice on today's episode of Ask the Resource Queen. Here's your host, Alex Litwack. Welcome. With me today is Samantha Simpson. She is a yoga coach and she has a particular method or practice of yoga that she uses with all of her clients and she's going to tell us all about it. Welcome, Samantha. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes. How'd you get into yoga? I was experimenting since a very young age. As a child, I was not very coordinated. I was not good at sports. But one thing I did like to do was stretch and put myself in weird positions. And I remember one time my mom looked at me and she said, that's yoga. And uh, that's when I started. I was formally introduced at the age of 12 in drama club. And ever since then, I've been in deep. Well, so that's like the game of Twister, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, turning yourself into a pretzel. That's uh, part of it. Yes, yes. So you don't do hatha yoga or ashtanga or vinyasa or yin. You do something called bowspring. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Well, sometimes I do the old style for fun, but I teach, I practice, and I'm passionate about this bowspring alignment. Bowspring is a new alignment modality for asana and other aspects of yoga that is curvy instead of linear. It's dynamic instead of static, and it is more than a movement and pose system that you do on the mat, it is a posturing system that you can use in your daily life, whether you're sitting, standing, walking, or performing any kind of work. What does that mean when you say curvy? None of the joints are locked out. They are held at a little bit of a bend and we keep what we call a hollow in the joints. So instead of hyperextending or locking and bearing weight on a locked joint, we put a little bit of bend and we wrap a tone around all sides of the bone. Um, The torso in the bowspring is held in a bowed position. So the belly is bowed long and it's never shortened. Can we talk about a particular pose that somebody out there would know, because obviously they can't see us doing this. So I'm thinking of downward dog. 
How do you do downward dog if you're not extending your arms? Okay, good question. Well, downward dog is different than the bowspring version of it, uh, for lack of a better phrasing, it, we call it crouching cat. And in crouching cat, hands and feet are still on the floor, but there's an activation on the backs of the legs. The glutes are mounded upwards for a power and uh, the belly is pulled long. So the shoulders are a little bit in front of the hands, the back is broad, the belly is long, and um, it, if you could put a basketball on your back, it wouldn't roll forward or off. Interesting. Are there different names for every posture? There is an infinite number of postures that you could do in the bowspring formula because it's a formula it's not a it's not like a book of postures you can make up your own pose and call it something if you're following the formula it's still the bowspring but yes we do have a set of um, ones that we like to practice together and we name them for ease and simplicity and cueing are they comparable then to other postures you would find in hatha yoga or yin yoga so like I asked you about downward dog, there's a zillion, there's cobra, there's the cat stretch, there's, you know, the pigeon. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. are there comparable ones for every yoga posture that's already in the canon, so to speak? Kind of. When the one that I'm going to bring up is you mentioned pigeon and the, the bowspring version of pigeon is, is absolutely nothing like the the one that we're familiar with in the old style, the old style pigeon, uh, it is pretty passive. The bowspring version, we, we've called it falcon, which is a more powerful bird. And it is, it is not a passive pose at all. It's very, very activating. And it's opening the hip in a much different way than pigeon pose is. I like that idea. I think that's so, I love that you call it falcon, you know, I, I, think that, I think that's great. So does that mean you're not on the floor trying to sort of open up your hips and, and moving from sort of your face down to your up and maybe you're grabbing your leg in the back? It's nothing like that. The, probably the biggest difference is we don't collapse the hips forward. There's a hollow in the hips and we always seeking a uniform tone everywhere at the same time. So there's a mounting of the glutes upwards. There's, there's, uh, we're looking for areas of activation. So if you, if you scan your body and you do a check, got tone, and the answer to that is no, then you're not really in the bowspring pose. How do you know you have tone? Well, you can, you become sensitive of it and you can also reach around and touch. And figure out if that muscle is engaged. It is engaged. Yeah, figure it out if it's engaged. Do you use props? Yes, we use the same same props um, in the old school style. Also, we use uh, resistance bands and ankle weights, especially for women and men over 40. A lot of people have gluteal atrophy, so their their glutes are 
are so small from living their life in a seated position that to actually get the activation, it makes the pose easier to have some weight on your legs. We also use the wall as a resistance. Uh, I tell my clients that make the world your yoga prop. So a table, a shelf, uh, the leg of a chair, anything can be used as a resistance. And I'm using that phrase as a resistance. That's something that we use our props for in the bowspring, so not to put a weight down onto, but something to push into a lot of times. And activate the muscle in a different way. Yeah. You said a word that I found interesting. You said the bowspring formula. What does that mean? It's a 10-part formula, So, it, and it's really more than that because each of the 10 parts, there's like a, a long list of uh, cues in the parts. So we've got... Uh, the, the first part of the formula is, we call it zero, and that's a central channel. We keep an open central channel from the crown of the head to um, below the pelvic floor, imagining this area that goes down the center of the body. It's about the diameter of your throat, and we keep that area open. We do not uh, use any bandhas or body locks, such we do not uh, squeeze the pelvic floor or lock the chin down we keep the central channel open and we don't crimp the tube, all right? Number one on this system is radiant heart and radiant heart is one of the biggest things in the bowspring. It's an expansion of the rib cage circumferentially. So uh, a lot of times it's easier for people to expand their rib cage forward and open their front heart but the back heart is a place where we get stuck and we get sticky. And also the side ribs, the low ribs, the low back ribs get really stuck and sticky and people get short-waisted. They lose lateral mobility because of it. Another place uh, for collapse is the place between the shoulder blades, which we call the back heart or the shadow heart. And all of this encompasses what we call radiant heart. And it's more than just a physical aspect of expansion. It's also an expansion of your inner joy and love. I like that. All right, so that's number one, this, this central channel and really mm -hmm. opening up your radiant heart. What's two? Two is hands. Two, three, and four are hands, arms, and shoulders, which we call the wings, and it's a, it's a subsystem. So the wings are uh, enable us to help lift and expand radiant heart even more. Radiant heart we, we see as a, as a sky element. It lifts towards the heavens and our wings help us elevate that. And uh, my practice in uh, more traditional asana before the arms just hung there. And this is, this is oh, it's a whole different ball game. Um, after the wing system, we think about the root system, which is the feet, the legs, and the hips when it comes to, and, and each, each system, you know, there's a different, there's about like eight to 10 different cues. So for example, with the foot, we're, we wanna keep a lateral, uh, we wanna keep the transverse arch and a lot of people that's collapsed. So we do uh, fascia massage techniques to help us recreate the transverse arch. Um, we do something called foot tacoing and foot rainbowing. We'll keep the toes down um, that's part of the formula. So the, the toe prints touch the floor. We put more weight 
in the paw of our foot, which when I say the paw, it's actually the, the forefoot. So the ball of the foot and the toes is where um, our weight bearing goes. The heels are actually light. When it comes to the legs, we're, we're not gonna lock out our legs. We'll keep a hollow behind the knees. When it comes to the hips, we're gonna, it's a, it's a forward pelvic tilt, an anterior tilt of the pelvis, and that's another thing that's different from a lot of the other alignment styles. Um, the tailbone is lifted and the pubic bone is pushed down and back, and that helps us create the, the bow shape. Um, after the, the root system, we talk about the spools, which are the waist and the neck, and they are um, they are equivalent in many ways. When it comes to the waist and the neck and bowspring, we're thinking about lengthening and narrowing. So, so you'll see people who practice bowspring regularly have long, narrow waists and necks, and they have a nice lifted glutes. It's it's just it just happens and. Happy accident. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had lifted glutes. <laughs> and a lot of people say that it's because we there's you can uh, you can activate them and have them activate in a downward fashion, but in bowspring we we learn how to activate them in an upward fashion and we find that it gives us more power and balance in everything that we do. And then the last of the the 10 step process is the head and and this is it gets really ethereal there. We learn how to lift the roof of our mouth, to, to widen our ears, to um, <laughs> open our sinuses, to hollow our sinuses. It's, it's really gets really interesting there. <laughs> Who created this system? This system was discovered by a woman named Desi Springer, who was a studio owner in Denver, Colorado, a successful studio owner. And she collaborated with John Friend, and they uh, systematized it together. When I think about yoga, and I do take a yoga class every week, I think about not just doing different postures, but being more meditative. So is, is Bowspring yoga meditative? Absolutely, 100%. I feel like one way that it is very meditative is that there's no way to check out. So if you're doing a bowspring practice, it's you can't just check out and go somewhere else for an hour. You have to be fully 100% present in your body the whole time. So it is it's it's very awakening of the mind-body experience. My understanding of all yoga is that it's a mind-body experience and for many people it's almost a spiritual experience because they do even though their brain is occupied they're not occupied with mundane things mm. and just what you're saying about people sort of lifting their body in different ways and and obviously there's a whole bunch of visualization that goes on here yes yes why choose bowspring there's different different reasons people choose bowspring. Sometimes people have found that the old style has not been helpful or healing for their body. They've experienced joint pain or further imbalance in their body and they're looking for more balance. 
Some people want an edge on their athletic activity and they're looking for that more balance and power. I've had people who were athletes who have had wear and tear from the repetitive motion or just people who, who sit at a desk all day. This is a counter posture to the sedentary position. So it is gonna exercise the muscles that are the opposite. It's, bow spring is basically doing the opposite of what the body starts declining into. That would be nice because for all of us who spend time sitting in a chair and working at a computer, it's, I just think it's so restrictive and it puts our body in positions that are not conducive to feeling our best. We're, we're, it's, it's as if you've um, folded in on yourself in, a, in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's, that's closing for the, the mind-body system. And it's not necessarily a wrong thing. So going into that, we call it a C-shaped curve where the tail is tucked and the head is forward, it is feels emotionally secure. That's where you go when you feel scared and you, you, um, you need comforting. The bowspring posture is a brave posture. It's a posture that is, that is opening and aware and progressive evolutionary. If you've taken yoga in the past, I would think it might um, cause you to struggle with bowspring. It's, it's, it's a whole new way of doing yoga. Absolutely, and the people that I, the old yoga people I used to hang out with a lot of people, they, they don't even want to try it. And I'll tell you what, when I first began Bowspring, it was like a punch in the gut. Everything that I thought I knew, I realized I, I didn't know. I went from feeling like I was really, really good at something to feeling like a complete beginner. And I think these are some of the reasons why people who are really into um, more traditional asana are not willing to try the bowspring. It's also, it's, it's really emotionally awakening too. It makes you aware of your blind spots. It sh not only that, it shines the light on your blind spots. It shows you where you are lacking. And it's just, it's just hard to swallow for a lot of people. That would so be the case because I think we all think when we do traditional yoga and we get a certain level of comfort with that yoga, that to just switch it all up and do it all differently would be very jarring. Yeah, it is. And, but I felt like I had no choice when I discovered it. It didn't take me long to realize this was, this was true and this stuff was real and I didn't feel like I was acting with integrity to continue to teach the old style. My favorite pose is the corpse pose. <laughs> is there a corpse pose in both spring yoga? <laughs> yes, we call it assimilation. Assimilation, yeah. why? We are allowing the body to assimilate what we've just put it through. We set ourselves up in a bowspring posture. So we mound the glutes upward. We create the bow in the belly. And then we just allow ourselves to completely relax. So wherever the body falls, it falls. And then assimilate. <laughs> when you have people in that pose, are you doing a guided meditation or a music thing? Or they're just relaxing? 
It depends on the bowspring teacher. What I do, sometimes I do music, sometimes I do silence, sometimes I do a guided meditation. There are yoga poses out there that are supposed to help open up certain things. For example, I was thinking about the, it's called the lion. You know, where you stick out your tongue and you open up your mouth and it's supposed to really help open up that throat chakra. Is, is that something that you do in Bowspring where you're thinking about different chakras that might get released or are we simply back to the 10 channel opening, joint system opening? You could think of the, the, the chakras are all along the central channel. So we're, we're keeping that open the whole way. Hopefully, uh, if, if, if we're not crimping the tube, they all have the opportunity to express themselves. When I plan a sequence for myself or for others, sometimes I do want to focus on a particular area, and that is... I'll, I'll look for things that are that call attention to that area. If somebody comes to you that maybe has had trauma in their life, is that something that Bowspring can help that individual let go of? Yes, absolutely. It it does. Like I said before, it'll shine a light on the shadow. But some people aren't ready to face that shadow. It's scary, and it's not all. Uh, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> Darn. I was, I was hoping it was all rainbows and butterflies. Do you see people once a week? Do you want people to come to you more often? And do you do this only on an individual basis or are you doing classes as well? I teach people privately. So most of my business is private clients and we work either on a weekly basis, basis, a bi-weekly basis, or once a month um, to keep up with it. I also teach two group classes per week in town. So what's the ultimate goal of Bowspring Yoga? <laughs> Where are you trying to go? It's accountability for ourselves, for all aspects of ourselves, so taking care of ourselves and finding a, a balance in our body and our mind and compassion for others. In the physical sense, it's, it's a balancing of the joints and the muscles and the fascia. What has it done for you? Oh my gosh. So many things. So many things. Uh, one of the first things that that I felt immediately was a relief of pelvic floor heaviness. I suffer from, or did, from um, pelvic organ prolapse. And I just had this heaviness and this weight that made it feel really uncomfortable to do certain poses. I couldn't jump or run without feeling that discomfort, like, oh my God, I'm, this is good, this is wrong, this is bad here. And immediately it, it felt a relief of that. Um, it helped me heal IBS, and this was one of the one of the beginning things that really told me this was really helpful too. So opening up that central channel and opening up the belly and the the pelvic floor helped me become more regular. So this is something that 
I never, I never dreamed that it would happen, and it happened quite swiftly. Also, it opened my mind to to different ideas that have brought in abundance, have brought in communication, have opened my, we were talking throat chakra earlier, had opened me to be able to speak and and share what I do. Before Bowspring, I was a very, very shy, quiet person. I had a lot of bad habits and I had a lot of difficulty with relationships. And it's it's totally different now. Now I, I'm I teach people, I guide people, I help people. I never thought I would be able to do such a thing. And and I've I've helped myself in the process. You've blossomed, Samantha. <laughs> good for you. Thank Very you. good for you. It really sounds like a total mind, body, spirit endeavor. Mm. Yeah, it sure is. And the way I've seen it change other people's lives, it's all so different. Maybe one person, I've seen it change them socially. They were they were stuck in a rut or in a hole for years, and now they're coming out of their shell. Another person, it's helped them physically. And and another person, they're, they've become a spiritual being as a result. <laughs> that sounds like rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the endeavor. When something's challenging, it's, it seems scary. So it, it's definitely a bit of a leap. I mean, you had to make a leap to go away from what you had been doing into something brand new and, and maybe a bit you know, overwhelming as it was so different. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. It's a lot of information, very different and quite lonely in the beginning because I was the only one in Indiana. And now? Now, I, there's a lot of people in Indiana doing it. I'm still the only teacher, but I'm working on manifesting another Bowspring teacher. All right. So I can take their class. All come. right. We'll keep that in <laughs> mind and, and try to help you manifest that. Samantha, if someone is interested in Bowspring Yoga, how would they reach you? What's your website and any other social media you can share? My website is thesamanthasimpson.com. So... Put that V in okay. front of it. I also have a pretty active group on Facebook called Samantha's Bowspring Yoga Community. So you're welcome to join that. And I have a bunch of videos on YouTube. Just search Samantha Simpson Yoga. TheSamanthaSimpson.com. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you. Are you dealing with anxiety, pain, insomnia, or inflammation? If so, then CBD may be the answer you are seeking. At CBD Jubilee, we understand that you may have tried many different supplements and medications without success. CBD is a different kind of supplement. It works on a system in your body to get your whole self back in balance. We hope you will come talk to us at 6418 Carrollton Avenue in Broadripple, or you may check out our website, cbdjubilee.com. Thanks for tuning in. Please join us next week for a new edition of Ask the Resource Queen. Resource Queen.